Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Own Your Awkward podcast. I'm your host, Andy Vargo, and today we have the very amazing writer, ghost writer, and business leader, Amy Blaschka. Amy, how are you today? I'm great, Andy. How are you? I am doing awesome. I'm so glad to have you on. This is such a pleasure to chat with you. Yeah, it should be lots of fun. Oh, for sure. So we met, like a few of my recent guests, we met at No Longer Virtual just uh, about seven months ago, which is hard to believe it was that long ago. And uh, what have you been up to? What do you have that you want to share with everybody? Well, my latest kind of cool thing that I'm working on is my first novel. So that's a, a little bit of a departure from kind of, you know, what I do day to day, but super excited uh, to be really working on truly creative writing this time around. So yeah. stay tuned. <laughs> now, when you say a novel, are you talking like an actual novel, like a story and not business development type things like we typically see from you? Uh, more on the exactly creative right. side? A novel novel, like real legit novel. Wow, yeah. Miller adventure novel. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't, I can't wait to read that because – you know, I read a lot of stuff that is that is all about how to improve and how to do this, which is great, and especially your stuff. I've, it's it's great to see, but it'll be interesting to see, you know, what's going on in your head in the imaginary side. There's so much going on in my head, Andy. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> so many ideas swirl around. So many. <laughs> I am sure. Well, that that's going to be so much fun. And how do you find time to to write that on top of all of the content that you're putting out? all week long? Um, it's, I will not lie. It is tough. It's tough, you know, and it's not like you can just say, well, you know, I schedule from this time to this time, which I do try to just carving out time mm-hmm. and making it a priority is like with anything right. that you want or need to get done. Right. But mm-hmm. what happens with me, and I'm sure this is the case with a lot of other um, creative folks, you know, the time I've scheduled to, sit down in front of my laptop and, and write, Amy, you know, write your own. That doesn't always jive with sort of my brain thinking of new story ideas and character development. And I might be oh, on a sure. walk with my dog at the time, or I might be in the car, or I might be <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, taking a shower, right? You know, so right. I, I have all these little methods. I do my best with my memory, but my brain is always firing and finding connections and different things. So I have many different pads. I have sticky notes. I have, you know, if I'm mm-hmm. out and I have my phone, I can either do like a quick voice memo or, I mean, I've been known to just like put it as a calendar entry to, to kind of put a pin in an idea into my phone. So it's like, okay, it's there. As long as it's captured in some way, the next time I'm right, actually at least you. in place, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually write yeah, exactly. The, the key is just to capture it. It's like I don't necessarily have to write the whole story right now. I just need to grab that idea somewhere. Uh, I, need, I need to get the big laughing. idea, but, you know, yeah. No, it's just funny because as you were talking about driving down the road or in the shower, I actually was on a date the other day, and it just started kind of laughing because I had this idea pop in my head, and I had to capture it. And I just looked at the yeah. guy, and I said, I'm sorry, my brain doesn't stop. And all of a sudden, randomly, I'll think, oh, I need to do this, or that has to be done. And it's it's kind of a sickness yeah. <laughs> in a way. Yeah. Yeah, well, it depends on how but, you look at it. It's the sickness or your brilliance. <laughs> right. <laughs> <Never>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's, it's one of those uh, blessing the, the and a curse kind of things. That's right. Well, the hardest thing for me is it isn't when it's like daylight and I'm somewhere and I like I said I can put it in my phone. It's if it's like the the early early morning you know time before you get up or you're it's like right before you right. drift off and you don't want to flip on lights mm-hmm. and everything. So I'll have like a journal on my bedside table and a pen mm-hmm. and I'll scribble like a lot of my notes and things I do too. I, I do a lot like old school style. Like I go through tons sure. of pens and pads and different things. But I'll scribble something out, but it's in the dark, and you think, okay, good, it's captured. And then uh-huh. you look at it when the lights come on. You're like, what is that gibberish? <laughs> you know, so right. it's, uh, what was that? You try to get it in a timely manner, in a in a format that actually is, you know, legible. So that's that always a challenge. Right. Too. But, there, but there's always something to that. So yeah, it's it's a challenge though. Is is just kind of finding the time and, and but making the time too. Yeah, and I can't wait to. To see what you do now when you are do you find that writing in a different style is more is somewhat of a release because you're you're not in a work mindset as much as a creativity mindset um yeah i mean i honestly there you know i, I it's not even a relief that you know unless i'm writing a character that is so so different than the way i think mm-hmm. or feel um it, it can be fun right like so if you're a yeah. Positive person as I am, and I'm writing a meany sort of horrible type, you know, person. It, it can be it can be kind of fun just because you, know, you can channel some really dark stuff that way. I guess that you wouldn't. Right. Want to. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, it can be fun in that way, but a lot of I'm finding a lot of what my novel is about has been informed with the type of writing I'm doing every day. So the things that you know, okay. they say, write what you know, right, and write what sure. you would read. So a lot of the topics and things I might write about um, that have to do with leadership, like emotional intelligence or soft skills or connection, mm-hmm. communication, all those things, I'm like, well, that could be kind of a cool thing. So you know, even not that I'm going yeah. to give anything away of my novel, but I will tell you, it's sort of like Dan Brown meets Brené Brown, right? So if you know okay. that author, Dan Brown, who's written Da Vinci Code mm-hmm. and Origin and a bunch of yeah. those type of like things that are all rooted in real world, real world. Uh, I'm just, you know, I'm just picturing like the, the, the soft skill office killer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this will be fun. I love that. I love, I love the mystery <laughs> of all the uh, getting into the, the deepness of it. So. Yeah, I, I have like I, I have really liked Dan Brown's stuff. Yeah, I, I like it too. I like that it's fast paced. I like that it's rooted in real world stuff. They so kind of you go, whoa, mm-hmm. okay, that really exists, and and it's really making those connections and seeing it in a different way. And I'm a huge fan fan of Brené Brown and her work. So that, you know, that's the most concise way to kind of without giving it all away. If you know those two people, sure. then okay, yeah. So yeah, Brown times Brown, but. Um, but okay. yeah, so it's just, so, it's really bringing bringing kind of what I'm already thinking about and what's attractive to me and kind of what I love to write about anyway, but in a different format, in a narrative um, format, in a novel, and and you have greater latitude in fiction than you do in real world oh, sure. and writing in Forbes. <laughs> so it'd be fun. Yeah. So for for people who are now as intrigued as I am and might not already be following you, where's the best place for you for them to keep up and follow you and know when this is going to come out and know what's going on with all the other stuff you have going on. 
Well, I uh, I will tell you, I'm on practically every social platform, but LinkedIn is probably my strongest and most consistent um, place where I post um, all sorts of stuff. So you can find me on LinkedIn, follow me there. I'm on Twitter. Uh, my handle is simply my name, Amy Blauschka, which can be dubbed up because there's a lot of consonants in my name. But if you find me on LinkedIn, you'll be <laughs> able to find me on Twitter. I'm also right. on Instagram under Amy Blaschka. I have a Facebook uh, page. But but I'd say LinkedIn is primarily the, the largest platform. You can check out my website if you want to. Shockingly, it's called amyblaschka.com. But uh, you, know, awesome. you can find – I post pretty much everything on LinkedIn in different formats. Uh, you can find me on Forbes, too, if you want. But uh, uh, LinkedIn is probably okay, the well, uh, place where everything is. It's the, the best place to go. And we will have links to all of those. Uh, social media and website in the description of the episode too. So click there if you weren't jotting it down, if you didn't have your notepad and pen ready. So. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Perfect. So, so Amy, you are doing some awesome stuff. You are one of the people who, when I met you at No Longer Virtual, I was like, oh my God, I'm sitting next to Amy Blaschka. And <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs> and, and, then, and, and my favorite, so my favorite, I've told people this story a lot. So we're sitting at No Longer Virtual, which is just this awesome way to connect and learn. And it, mm-hmm. it was the first day, the first thing, activity they had us do, and it was asking about our business need and why we're there for the week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and I'm sitting there thinking, how do I say I just need to make, learn how to run a bit, my business, period, right? And I looked <laughs> yeah. over next to you thinking, well, Amy's got it all together. She's writing on Forbes and doing all this stuff. And I don't know what you said, but it was basically the same thing. You looked at me and said, I don't even know where to start. And I was like, I was like, wow, we're going to get along. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was, yeah, it was a very, uh, that's how that whole conference is where you just, you're at the same level with people in all different places and everyone is bringing stuff to the table and helping. And so, so that was very, very Great way to meet you, I should say. So, yeah, but uh, yeah, but with all of that, what is uh, what's your awkward? What have you had to own in order to get to where you are today? Okay, so you know, you say you met me, you think, oh, Amy comes together, Jesus writer, whatever. So for me, the thing that I had to get over the awkwardness was actually like owning and believing and calling myself a writer. Which today, I'm like, well, yeah, now I'm living it, breathing it, whatever. But for the longest time, I was just like, uh, you know, I was feeling inside like I'm this creative person that really wants to burst out. And that's what I, you know, I studied film in school and I, I worked in agencies and brand, all this stuff. But, but it, it somehow along the way, because I love people, I kind of went down this path of, being more uh, like an, an agency side, so branding and advertising, everything. not being like, say, the copywriter, right, or to someone who's working with mm-hmm. words in that way, the creative, I ended up being on the you know, account side, or the you know, consultant side strategy, which is great. I love that too. But it's because I was dealing with people, and I love that, and I love people, and they fascinate uh, me. And yeah. It's like so many different things. So that's great, and, you know, as I did that, um, I went farther and farther away from the creative stuff. So it got to this point where it's like, great, you're great with people and you're doing this and you know business and da, da, da. And um, I did that for a while. And then I kind of took this leap after I uh, went back to work after I had my first daughter. And I was the CEO of a travel and tourism uh, entity. 
and it was a small office, and I was like, okay, I'll do this. And I loved it because the people in travel and tourism are all very much service-oriented, which really appeals to me and, and, and wanting people to have a good experience, all this stuff. But again, as a CEO, you're doing things like operationally driven stuff, like, yeah, and I can do a budget. I can do and you know this. I, all these things, right, that are important for a business to run. But as I did that, I was like, but I really just, can I just write something? Can I just make a picture? Could I, all these like simple things. And I, it, it was getting to yeah. a point where I'm like, okay, is it too late for me? And then, you know, it's the awkwardness of going, uh, yeah, I know we're doing this and I'm supposed to be this and my title is this, but what I really want is this. And you feel like you have imposter syndrome and you're, you know, so it, it took a great while. And after I left, you know, running that organization, I was still in kind of tourism. And again, people kept me there. I was consulting. The last thing I did before I was like, this is enough. I just have to own my awkwardness over this whole thing. I did an organizational audit. And, you know, that sounds okay. as sexy as it can be, right? For right. And, you know, you can, the thing is, you can be really good and talented at something and be miserable, Right just not fulfilled right. and that's yeah. where I was it was like I felt like I was dying a little each day inside that you know and leading almost this double life which I, it sounds very dramatic but you know hey, I'm a creative person I'm gonna own that so it's like it was, <laughs> right. it was just like oh my god I have to be me you know it's like it's just, and it's almost like these internal sort of signposts that are like screaming at me saying you're going the wrong way right and you're like oh my god <laughs> mm-hmm. so so finally, I was like, okay, just get over yourself, Amy, and start calling yourself a writer. Start writing. If you're a writer, you're writing. Are you writing? Then you're a writer. You know, you just do that. And it took a bit. Yeah. And I think the biggest hurdle was really just getting past my own sort of limiting beliefs and, and fears. And now I go, okay, that was stupid. Right. The other side of it, you can see it. But, but I think, you know, once I kind of looked at it and went, okay, because the only way you're going to grow is to move through that fear, right? The only way you're going to get to where you need to be happy is to get yourself uncomfortable, to feel that awkwardness. And even the first time I posted something publicly, look at people can read mm-hmm. this, you know, and oh my God, they're going to judge you. They're gonna, you know, that was right. horrifying. I was sitting there sweating, right? It was like, oh my God, you know, as if the world will stop, right? And just start reading what's out there. <laughs> But um, right. it's, I, yeah, it's stupid. Like you, I say this now, but when you were in that moment and you are feeling the way you feel about yourself, like, oh my God, oh my God, you know, this is, did I make the wrong decision? Oh, can I take this back? I hit publish and oh my God. Yeah. But uh-huh. you know, shockingly it went well. It was like, oh, okay. you know, okay. This now, is all right. You know? So yeah. So when you realized, okay, I'm, you're going to be a writer, you're going to do it, you're going to hit post, mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. it, did you start to feel like a writer once you posted it or when you wrote it and finished it or did it take you doing that several times before you actually felt like you felt justified calling yourself a writer? Okay. So I, I wish I could say that, yes, as soon as I, and this is very honest, I wish I could say that, yes, I posted it mm-hmm. and instantly I felt like, yes, I'm a writer, I'm worthy. No, I'm a human being. I'm flawed. I, I still, I needed the validation of at least one person that wasn't related <laughs> to me or like a close friend to just, right. that was good. You know, I like that. Or just comment, just 
feedback and, you know, just to have something because so much what I do is like, and I'm sure anybody, you pour yourself into your work, you, you as a creative person, and you, you mm-hmm. want to, I mean, for me, I, I, I already mentioned, I, I love people. I love engaging with people. I want to have a discussion. I want, I like relationships. I like it to be very rich and full. And, you know, even if you don't agree with me or I don't agree with you, I, help me, help me understand your side. Help me learn more about yeah. it. So you put something out there, the worst thing that could happen almost isn't that, you know, you have a troll, which comes inevitably, and I've learned that when you have a troll, that means you've made it. You know, it's like, it's okay. <laughs> right. No cares enough to hate yeah. on you. Great. But it's nothing, right? There was, with, at least for me, where there's no response, that could, that's like the worst thing. So as soon as I started to, you know, tr- little things trickle in that, you know, a comment or someone, you know, especially meaningful to me, if somebody takes the time, not only a comment, but often this has happened to me, somebody sends me a, a private or personal message, and they say, you know, mm-hmm. what you wrote touched me and inspired me. It made me think. It took, made, drove me to action. I needed to hear this today. Thank you for That is the most wow, meaningful yeah. thing, that I had an impact, a positive impact, and that's, that's really that's what drives me is to really, I, I don't want to just write into a void. I don't want to just post to post. I, you know, I, I consider it like I'm starting a conversation with somebody and I hope and I try and aspire to always provide value with anything I'm putting out there. Well, so, so that's, well, that's and I think that like legit. Yeah. I love that. And I, I love how you talk about it being someone that's not just a close friend or someone, because there is super, there's so much value in people that, that are close to us, believing in us, but I, I know that feeling when you have a stranger say that you've affected mm-hmm. their life. And, and I think a lot of times we don't reach out to people because we feel like they don't want to hear from us or we're bothering them. But right. if you're out there and you're following somebody and you see them, don't be afraid to say, Hey, I loved what you put out there because it's so empowering to the people that are creating the content when that oh, happens yeah. where you're like, and especially at first you, it's a shock. You're like, who is this? And was that an accident? Was that meant for me? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're looking over but, your shoulder, right? like, what? <laughs> yeah. You're looking back at who they addressed it to, to make sure that they clicked on the right thing. It's like, no, that's my name. But, <laughs> but it, it really is like, I love that. Cause that's why you do it is because you want to okay. make a difference in people's lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, as a writer, it's interesting when, when when people say they're a writer because that covers so many things. You could write about, yeah. you know, like like you have fiction and you have, that you're starting now. But what what mm-hmm. I've seen from you has been the soft skills and and personal development and business coaching type stuff. So, did did you know right away what you were going to write about, or did you have to kind of take some time to find your audience or your your focus? Um, well, you know, it's, it's this thing where, you know, it's, it's right about anything. I mean, I've always wanted to write a novel. I've always been a creative writer since time as a child. I used to write stories all the time. I was a film major. I'm kind of bringing sort of stories to life. is like, ooh, that's so exciting. But, you know, when you're trying to make a living writing, you know, it's, uh, you, I mean, you get a right. novel, great, but, that, but that's not really a day-to-day, month-to-month sort of thing. And it's like, okay, how can I kind of marry my talent and my interest and, you know, helping people and helping them have an impact. And it sort of, you know, it started out as really helping them tell their stories, which sort of became 
a little bit of you know bios or a, um, a LinkedIn summary, that sort of thing, in a creative way, and really helping them shine a light on what's most special to them, or much, much most special mm-hmm. about them. Because most people will be like, I'm not great, great, and I'll listen to somebody talk to me about themselves. I'll ask them questions. And inevitably, I will see that little nugget. And I'll be like, God, you're amazing. You don't even realize it. And, and, and you know, it's much right. easier for someone else to be objective and complimentary about you than you are for yourself because everybody's their own worst critic. Mm-hmm. So it started out with that. And then, you know, it became, I see that the, the power of social media, um, you know, you can, you can use it for good or for bad. And I choose to use it for good. And I want to help other leaders do it in that way. And there's so much power in storytelling and on social media, you know, there's this proliferation of people. I feel like they're using it in the wrong way, which is, you know, jamming down you know, all sales, 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 jamming it down people's throats, which right. is such a turnoff, right? You know, you got to provide value, but I think that the, the, the kind of fun way to do that is by sharing. If you're a leader, you're an entrepreneur, you're a founder, you know, kind of your day-to-day and a little bit of your vulnerabilities. It's not so much like I'm the greatest. I like, we all think everybody's doing so well. And they're going to, Oh my gosh, everybody's right. struggling with something. And to bring that humanity and that element into sort of the practice of sharing that as a leader, it, it one, it humanizes you. So people go, oh, and, and they can see themselves in you. They can see, oh my gosh. And then they can see not only, okay, you may have failed, but what did you learn? And what came out of that? So I help leaders do that. And that very much aligns with who I am and what's the most important to me. Um, but it also helps them, the leader that I'm ghostwriting for, kind of share their story in a compelling way, and they get something out. They're like, oh, I didn't even think about it that way. So it's sort of this great yeah. sort of win-win where they're sharing of themselves, and they, they think, what? what is, who cares about that? But inevitably, they'll then get feedback from people that follow them, their mm-hmm. coworkers, their team, their partners. They're like, huh. And when they do it on a regular and consistent basis, they see that, that that's helping attract people to them for the right reasons that want to work with them, want to hire them, they want to, you know, partner with them sort of thing. So um, it morphed into more that. So, um, and along with that, then along the way, about a year ago, I started writing for Forbes. And my official sort of, what do you write about, is I, I cover personal transformation and its impact on career growth. I knew I didn't want to just write about generic leadership. I really wanted it to mm-hmm. be about those things that I saw were often overlooked, like the soft skills, emotional intelligence, intellectual humility, yeah. those things that really, sh- the, the, the leaders I admire, those kind of qualities and skills that they, they have, but they also um, really work on. And that, what, that, to me, that's what sets them apart and makes, again, makes them more right. good and appealing. So I wanted to highlight those types of things and those topics. So then that's how that started. So um, it's really been this journey. I, I wouldn't say that going in, I immediately thought, oh, I'm, this is exactly what I'm going to do. And like anything else, it becomes fluid. And what you try some things, and then you sort of figure out what's my wheelhouse? What, it, what makes most sense? What, do, what would I want to read about? You know, what do I like writing right. about? And, and how does it work? So it's, um, it, it, that's kind of where it's taken me full circle. Um, and then with the creative side, doing the novel, been fortunate enough as a side project unrelated to what I've been doing on LinkedIn and elsewhere, I was asked to be what's called a collaborative writer. Um, so not a ghost writer, actually a named writer working with some partners to bring to life um, something that was in a script form, a movie script form into a novel okay. form. So it's oh, sort of transforming that. Um, and that was amazing. A couple months of intense 
working on um, that, that really like, you know what, I like this. And I, it's about, it's that time I should do my own novel. So it's, it's been kind of a hmm. fun journey um, along the way to be working on these different right. types of formats. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I like how you mentioned early on when you were, you know, in your CEO days and working for this company where you said you can be very good at something, but still be miserable. It doesn't have to mean that mm-hmm. you're happy just because you're doing a good job. And I imagine yeah. that even with writing, there could be topics or ideas like for you to say, you know, just generic leadership wouldn't be fulfilling. It has to be about the personal level and touching people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, there, there are, you know, a million people that cover all sorts of different aspects of leadership and that's great. More power to them. But, you know, like anything mm-hmm. else, I think it's most powerful when you niche down and really you don't try to cover everything right it's it, you know when right. you, you try to please everybody you please no one and it's very deluded yeah. but if you yeah when i started lane, if you, yeah commit yeah go ahead you said when you started uh, oh no I was, when i started speaking i would reach out to people and say i can come talk about whatever you want me to talk about this is my base mm-hmm. message but i'll apply it whichever direction and i didn't get very far because people were waiting for me to tell them what i would bring to the table and so That's once right. I changed that, that conversation to, do you struggle with, you know, interdepartment communications because people don't trust each other? Or do you struggle with finding leaders or whatever it is? I could say, mm-hmm. this is, I have a keynote on this or this, and it made a huge difference in my follow-up and retention and closing. Yeah. Yeah. I think specificity and you know, it, it's super important. In fact, one of my favorite quotes um, is, you are something specific to a special few. So, mm, you know, it, it's not trying to be all things to all people. Isn't that great? It's um, Sasha Strauss, yeah. and he spoke years ago at a tourism conference. But uh, I have that literally, I'm not kidding when I say this, Andy. It is written, I sketched a picture of him when he said it at this conference years and years ago on a, on a pad that, you know, when you go to a conference and they have the rounds and they have the little pads. Yeah. I sketched it oh, there right. and wrote that quote, and I... <laughs> And I made a copy of it, and it's yellowing, but it's it's up on my wall right now as I speak. I see it every day because I honestly believe that it's that's it's true. Something specific to a special few, and stop trying to please everybody. Don't worry about trying to do that because, you know, the people that you find value, those are your people, and that's who you're writing for. That's who you're speaking to. Right. Whatever the case may be, and, and they appreciate it, and I see that. And you know, it's it's you're going to spin your wheels if you're trying to do too much or too broad and, and too, it, it, you're going to lose interest and no one's going to care. So. Right. And, and those select few will be bigger mm-hmm. supporters than you can imagine. And they will be strong supporters because it is that important to them. That's right. That's right. I just, yeah. I hate to say it. I can't believe that time is flying by so much, but we are down to just <laughs> a couple right? minutes. Oh, so I know this is like, okay, we could talk all day. Uh, <laughs> And I mean, we could just keep going, but uh, is there something special you, I mean, that was such a great quote. I, I then now I'm, I'm going to try and get you to top that, but is there something special <laughs> last idea or thought or quote that you want to leave the audience with uh, before we say goodbye? I mean, that's a pretty great quote, but along those lines is like, you know what? Um, the, the best advice that I had um and that I follow and I tell people to, if they're kind of on the fence about owning their awkward, you know, is, is just, mm-hmm. it's two words, stop hiding. 
because, you know, it, that's the thing. Once I stopped hiding, once I kind of spoke my truth and walked into the, you know, light of I'm a writer, you know, it could be anything for anybody. But when you stop hiding and really embrace who you are, that's when you're going to find magic. That's when you're going to keep moving. That's when things will really start to click into place. So stop hiding. Take action. I love that. That is such a simple piece of advice and it's two words yeah <laughs> you know it's, it's, it's stop hiding it's just that simple and your whole life will change that is beautiful mm-hmm. well amy thank you so much i so appreciate everything that you're doing in the world and, and your time today to be able to chat and, and hear more of your story and what you're doing and i just so appreciate everything that you're doing and and you're being here today so thank you Thanks for having me, Andy. It's, it, as usual, it was a pleasure speaking with you, and the time flew, so we must be doing something right, right? <laughs> for, right, for sure. All right. Well, we will talk to you soon, and we will see every, talk to everybody else on the next episode. Take care, and have a great week. Thanks. Okay. Bye-bye.